On this episode of Left Side Heavy, the podcast, me and Hayden talk about some NFL news, a little John Klingberg sign in the NHL, and some CFL topics as well. Hayden kind of runs with it at the beginning, kind of switching it up a little bit. Both came back from a nice weekend bender. Um, each respectively, he went up to Armstrong. I went up to Harrison. It was a beautiful trip for the both of us, but nice short episode this week for you guys. Um, yeah, we're in the dog days of summer, so not too much news coming out in any, um, in all the sports. So we talked a little Deshaun Watson, Alvin Kamara, BC Lions, some training camp videos, hype videos, what do we expect from our teams all that it was a good short episode with me and the h dog so i really hope you guys enjoy that here's episode thir- 113 enjoy It is episode 113 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire with your boys Hayden and Jevin. And today we're switching it up a little bit. Yeah. The intro. Yeah. <laughs> throwing, throwing the listeners a little curveball here. They have no idea what's about to hit them this episode. And honestly, you don't even know what's about to hit us this episode. No, yeah. I'm usually the other way around, but I like the occasional switch up. I like it. It keeps me, uh, keeps everyone on their toes. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So speaking of the switch up, I think we're uh, both a little bit tired today. We had a pretty fucking hectic weekend after a nice, beautiful, long weekend. Yeah. What'd you get up to, bud? Uh, The family went down to Bear Creek in Harrison, Hot Springs. It's a nice nice little spot on the lake. Water was perfect. And we were yep. right beside this like waterfall, um, about like 15 minutes away from our campsite. But it, it was a little bit of a tough 15 minute because you basically had to like jump from rock to rock over a river and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But we got to this beautiful waterfall that fell into this pool area that you can kind of swim in and stuff. The water was freezing cold, but <laughs> but it was like one of those colds where it was bearable but it took your breath away to start you know what i'm Fair saying enough. like if you yeah, kind of yeah. stayed in there for a decent amount of time like you kind of your body got used to you the got temperature. Used and then it almost got that like burning feel like okay. where it was like it's that cold you, that it's you know, burning you know when yeah exactly like you know when your hands are really cold and you, the initial feeling running under hot water mm-hmm. where you're cold but it still has the feeling of the hot water and it like kind of burning that's yeah, what yeah. it felt like. So that's what kind of made it bearable, but you still knew that it was freezing cold. But it was beautiful. Um, lots of sun. Nice. It, yeah, it was almost it got me on the second day. I had to take a nap at six, and then I was never the same after that. Um but, <laughs> but no, it was a it was a good time all around. Um mosquitoes were terrible. Of course, like they have been this whole fucking year. Yeah, they were so bad. I we were waiting to find a parking spot and I got out because Dodger was like in the back and we're like, hey, do you know what? While the parents are waiting, I'll just go find a leash and we can just kind of start walking around. I got and we showed up to Harrison on Friday night at around 830. And that's right when they like start coming out, kind of when it starts getting to dusk. Is dusk in the evening or in the morning? Dawn is in the morning. Dusk is at night. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, yeah, it was kind of dusk out. And I went outside from the back seat to go open the trunk. Was standing there, looked down, seven mosquitoes on my ankle. I got bit seven times at once. Jesus Christ. Took me 10 seconds. And I'm like, this might be the worst weekend of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Just with the bugs and stuff, but it, it was bad in the morning and um, 
around dusk, but once it got into the evening, like after 10 and yeah. after 1130 in the morning, it mm-hmm. was it wasn't too bad. So, well, there you go. Yeah. Like temperature was perfect. Um, it was hard to get out of it because of how perfect the temperature was. Lots of drinking games. Weekend couldn't have gone better, to be honest. It was a lot of fun. That's fucking sick, man. But how about you? Like a great weekend. Yeah, it was fantastic getting away with the family once again. It was first time in four years, so it was good to do it. Finally get back to that, um, back to that time. But uh, you, uh, you made your, uh, you made your way up to Armstrong with some of the boys. Oh yeah, some of the some of the fellows. It was a great weekend. It was unbelievable being poolside. You know, having an area where you can just jump in the water because it was mm-hmm. so fucking warm. Yeah. And yet drinking games galore after kind of like around 10, we made it back down to his warehouse for like uh his barn. And he has or Mark, uh Mark has like this area. Just it's primed. It's a prime yeah. spot for just drinking and having fun. So and the whole weekend was filled with uh, some fun stuff and definitely some stupid shit. Definitely yeah. uh, the last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the smartest, but, uh, you know, hopefully everything works out in the long run. Yeah, of course. Naturally. Of course. Of course. But, I mean, with everything kind of going on in the world of sports, which is absolute donuts. uh. It's the dog days of summer. It's the dog days of summer. So you know what? This episode is kind of going to be like a little bit of a cleanup again, but more or less focusing on the NFL and the CFL. Kind of a football episode. Yeah, we're kind of going to the gridiron this episode. Exactly. But we will hit on one thing first uh, from the NHL. John Klinberg signs with the fucking uh, Anaheim Duckies. Yeah. One year, seven million dollar deal. Um, personally, I I did not see this one coming, no. and I'll let you kind of, you know, speak uh speak your words on this. For this deal, I was obviously yeah, I was surprised because I thought he would kind of make his way to a contender, mm-hmm. and I don't think Anaheim's in the position to contend, I think they can be competitive, but I still think they're going to be around the same position they were um, this year, kind of in the bottom of the division. I thought they would make a lot more moves because of the cap space they had. They had the most cap space in the league, so I thought they'd be attacking a bit more, but I guess they still want to be in the midst of the rebuilding phase so they can let their talent develop before they really start making a push kind of like ottawa yeah but um i like this signing for anaheim because it's a no risk play you sign him for one year seven million dollars and if he has a really good season then you can just flip him at the deadline for exactly more exactly what i was thinking so klingberg I don't mind it for him on a one-year deal. He's making $7 million. He wanted eight and a half for a long term, which mm-hmm. I kind of thought with the flat cap and every team's position, like where they are at in terms of building, I thought it was a bit unrealistic. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so this move, I kind of like it for both sides. Uh, Klingberg gets, uh, he gets to live in, California for a year making seven million dollars. He'll get the ice time. Um, he'll act as a mentor for the younger guys mm-hmm. and potentially go to a team in a position to go on a deep run. Yep. And then um maybe Anaheim can retain half his salary because it, they have the cap space and it'll only be for a few months. And then uh maybe he can sign an extension with that contending team that he was hoping to sign with this year. So I like the move for both sides. Shocking at first, but understandable when I kind of thought about it. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Yeah. When you look at all different aspects and all different ways of this signing, it's a great signing for both the player and the team. So hopefully, you know, 
Klinberg does have a good season. Maybe the Ducks don't, you know, have the uh, hopes that they were having. And it's like, well, we'll just flip them. Easy yeah. money. Yeah. No, I definitely, uh, definitely agree with that by no words, no means necessary there. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah, pretty much all the NHL talk. Uh, we're ready to go. See you later. This is yeah. uh, Left Side Heavy. No, I can't. smell it. <laughs> yeah, that's the episode. Yeah, with Gridiron. Yeah, we're just we're just kidding. It was just the one uh, little bit mini pod, yeah. right? Yeah. No, but for real, uh, this first week or this last week, I should say, training camp starts up in the NFL, and we also got uh, kind of the band hammer today. Brought down upon by uh, the NFL on Deshaun Watson. He's officially suspended for six games, which is absolutely ludicrous. Yeah. Um, Make it make sense. How is Calvin Ridley getting a year for betting? And $500 parlay on DraftKings. And fucking Watson still hasn't even settled like all of his cases. 26 cases or something like that. Yeah. And he he only gets like six fucking games. the NFL has yet to make sense with any punishment they dish out. It's fucking, it's stupid. It's absolutely ridiculous. Literally, if they swapped Deshaun's and Ridley's suspensions, they would have gone two for two. Yeah. But they're still sitting at, and that's, oh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, yeah, it is. And yeah. you look back at all the other suspensions that, you know, they have given, like, even DeAndre Hopkins. He's missing six games because of PEDs. That one I kind of feel like is a hit, you know? PEDs are illegal. Yeah, You shouldn't take them in a league that obviously has the ban. So six games, I could see that. But, no, when you when you add in the betting aspect of someone who wasn't even playing and then you add in some civil lawsuit to another person, it Kind of gets a little bit dicey. When one of the things has to go to court with, (laughs) like, 6,000 people. Yep. Like, I think it's, you know, it's just common knowledge. You know what? Just you're cessate for the year. Yeah. Like, just a year. A year, what it should have been minimum. Yeah. Um, 100%. I saw that, and I'm like, this is going to ruffle some feathers. Oh, Yes. This is yeah. This isn't yeah. This isn't okay because no. even when you bring up the opportunity, like, hey, what can we just settle and like settle these lawsuits and stuff like that? Typically, people would if they were lying about it, they mm-hmm. would be like, yeah, okay, that's what I'm doing it for. I want money. But if all of them haven't been settled yet, then that means that the girls are or the women are fighting for this for this lawsuit because they feel like he should be punished more. So mm-hmm. if like I was I wanted to defend Watson so much because I'm like I feel like they're all just coming out to try and like ruin his legacy or whatever. But if all of them haven't been settled out of the goal of just settling and not going through the investigation and stuff like that, then that basically means Deshaun Watson's guilty and six games is not enough. Yeah, no, the if silence that all made sense. The silence speaks louder than words at this point because yeah. it's not it's not silence by any means, but yeah. it's also just we haven't heard them or we haven't heard a few of these women give up. Yeah. And that just basically means that there is something to fight for. And it's yeah. not just about the money for some of these women. So I'm behind the victims and I really hope that you know the NFL actually can find something that makes this whole investigation just go way out of proportion because that's what it is the the NFL needs to suspend Watson or even just fucking say like you're gone. Like this is just unacceptable. You yeah, know? no, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. But uh yeah, so he's Watson gets his six games. Jacoby whatever. Brissett time. Yeah, it's Brissett. That's exactly what Stefanski was saying. 
another piece of news about a potential suspension. Alvin Kamara's uh, court date was today. And after being pushed back for the third time, it gets pushed back to a fourth time. And it's now going to be in September. I think it's the 29th of September. Uh, so that basically means that, you know, there's still a bunch of settlements for him. And what he did is also fucked up. I I completely understand. Like, if we're looking at it from, like, the Watson perspective now, two games. Yeah. If you, <laughs> because it, it works on a ratio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kamara, at least, what he did wasn't right, but there was, like, merit behind his because what was he, he – was he like standing up for one of his people in his circle? Yeah, that's and then, that's kind of what the uh, motive was. Yeah. So like said. Deshaun Watson has no reason to like do what he did. At least Camaro was kind of standing up for one of his guys, but he just took it way too far. Yes. So probably like the right suspension for Camara would be Around six games, probably maybe six to eight. Oh, yeah. Like maybe even double digits, I would assume, because that type of that level of violence isn't necessary. But with mm-hmm. Watson only getting six games for like for what he exactly he's doing, it's <laughs> yeah, I don't have any gauge on what anyone's going to be suspended for. Yeah, I yeah, know. So this should be uh, very interesting when it comes time to happen but if it's been delayed this much my guess is he won't even be suspended this year he'll probably be suspended next year yeah um it's really really interesting how these like court dates and these this process happens here because there is a video of it no it hasn't been leaked but there is video of it and it Apparently, it's very, very conclusive that the person, uh, the suspect is Kamara and the victim is the victim and the victim's getting the shit beat out of him. So I don't know exactly how hard it is to say that you need to come up with more evidence, but like, come on, man. It's been what? What is the month? It's it's been six months, (laughs) half a year, like figure it out. The court system needs to figure it out. The NFL needs to figure it out. And, but you know what? Enough about potential suspensions because I think we just need to get hype right now. Like the fact that, A, there's a football game on this Thursday. Is it the (laughs) Hall of Fame game? It's a piece of shit game that's going to mean absolutely nothing. But yeah, it's the Hall of Fame game. (laughs) Who is it between this year? I think. The Hall of Fame game this year, is it the Steelers and let me see. It's the it's not the boys, is it? Uh let's see. It's the oh great. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, all right. What, what kind of what kind of rosters do they put out for the Hall of Fame game? Man, fourth strings, like <laughs> maybe the starters see. Like, like half a, a drive, quarter? yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, I have no idea what this whole game could entail, but I mean, out of seeing all the videos from different camps, seeing like just people getting in fights, like Josh Allen getting in a fight with a 360 pound defensive lineman, Patrick Mahomes doing behind the back passes to running backs that just shouldn't matter whatsoever like yeah. to a tango valoa actually hitting a ball over uh 20 yards and it being a beautiful dime to hill like it just makes me so excited that football well also away also new year of training camp new dummy drill for aaron donald did you see that oh my god <laughs> dude what is that? What even is that drill? Like, I don't know. <laughs> the poor guy's head is just snapping back. It's just yeah. getting held by the neck. Just how is that? Like, dude, that was the funniest. What does that video. help? Oh my gosh. 
they, he probably got signed to like a fifty thousand dollar contract and be like, hey, <laughs> this is your job this year. This is just your you do what Aaron Donald does to help him train. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. It's like his right hand man of yeah. uh, fucking just moving around. Yeah. That's... For anyone who doesn't know exactly what we're saying, imagine you're standing perpendicular to um, someone who's very, very strong. And for a pound, probably the strongest guy in the NFL. Easily. And yeah. all he's doing as an exercise. He has his hand around your throat and he's just jolting your neck back and forth. And that, that is... can't be healthy. <laughs> no, it surely isn't. Like, the guy's going to need like artificial disc surgery for his he's, neck. <laughs> he's not going to be well. No, he's he's not no. going to be well whatsoever. But it is great content. Oh, my God. So... It's unbelievable content. That's when you know football's back is when Aaron Donald or... Jameis Winston or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're just doing their like when Jameis Winston was doing that flex bar bench press on a half <laughs> on a half uh exercise ball. Yep. I'm like, this what has to this be helping? this has to be for the memes. <laughs> like he has to be doing it for them. Probably does it for Surely like two, two minutes on camera, just as hard as he possibly can. Mm-hmm. Just for the memes and the content towards him and all oh yeah that. it has to be because there's no way he's doing that and his trainer <laughs> who is like the best in the world is like this is it yeah this is the new this yeah. is the new exercise that'll get that, people ready that's like the <laughs> weird like spider-man cable flies that like random old man old men are doing at the gyms you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah. when they're like pulling the cable flies and then jumping to the other side Literally, like, that, yeah. like that's some shit that james winston would be doing <laughs> he'd be like it's training my lateral movement in the pocket and I'm exactly like, no, it's, no it's not <laughs> no no not at all no that oh, is man. a that's a great workout actually so you know what i think i might write that down <laughs> and i might try it for myself i don't have a bendy bar though so yeah that might be the only problem but uh yeah, no, seeing seeing just every little thing like that. And then draft season. Obviously, we have our uh rookie draft going on in our dynasty league. Yeah. And uh it's just the whole buildup just gets me so oh, I'm just so ready, man. Yeah. It's just another season. And did you see it? I can't remember who on Instagram or Twitter, but uh they saw where it's like the NFL needs to be an 82 game season. Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like players after their press press conference after week 32 and it's Joe Biden shaking his hands to no one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one and it was the most random one, but it was like people in wheelchairs that had like Kansas City and Saints jerseys and it's like uh New Orleans versus Kansas City in week 40 and it's just yeah. people in wheelchairs <laughs> and there's someone snapping his finger um um and it's like offensive lineman after week 19 trying to remember their phone passcode oh my um, god um <laughs> just the fucking headaches hey, like yo that season would be 2 years long yeah, no, you could you could not play 82 games in one calendar year. How many weeks <laughs> would there be? A hundred weeks? I mean, how many bye weeks do you add? Right? That's what like, that's what I'm saying. Is like yeah. 82 game would it be like a hundred and ten week schedule with oh like God. like how many bye weeks would you throw in there? If there's one bye week to a 18 week schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because the 82 game schedule that would be 82 weeks, right? Because you can only have a game a week, yeah. So it's crazy, it's 82. I basically did 82 divided by 17 just because 17 games it comes out to 4.8235. So if we round up, that's at least five by weeks, (laughs) which I just feel like you need more. I feel like you need more, yeah. Like, I think you even need more than one right now in the NFL, you know. I think you would need at least oh, yeah, a team would need a bye week like every third week something something like that and in an 82 game schedule yeah i mean like 
it will never happen because no. that's just way too much. But like the that's memes absurd. are the memes are hilarious. Oh no, absolutely. And I yeah. love how the internet just took something and ran with it because it's not like the internet to do that. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of like the LeBron James is built different. Do you see that one that went on forever? No, which one? Uh, it was like a couple years ago, but someone posted a graphic of uh, Prime LeBron or Prime Tyson in a boxing match. Okay. And someone's like, honestly, I think I'm going to take LeBron because he's just built different. Oh, and then, and yeah. Then the, and then the Twitter thread was like, in a cook-off, LeBron James or Chef Ramsey. <laughs> Everyone's like, I'm, I'm going LeBron James. He's just built different. And it was just the same thing for everyone. It was... It was prime. So this one is like the 82 game schedule. Like everyone's just posting different memes after week something. No, okay, yeah, I do remember actually seeing that one. Yeah, Mostly was... the uh, Tyson versus LeBron one. Yeah, and the comment above it, like the subtweet, was like, "This shit better not be real, man." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And I saw people in the comments. They're like, "Bro, it's Tyson. LeBron doesn't have a chance." I'm like. Man, people are just so dumb sometimes. Just... Yeah, wait. <laughs> this is a joke. Yeah, right over their heads. Yeah. yeah. It's so frustrating seeing some comments, and I'm like, oh, people just feed into it. Yep, they don't even realize that they're part of the meme now. Yeah. They're part of the embarrassment. That's like not even like that meme alone. Just I saw something on Instagram. I think it was like Wednesday or something. I can't exactly remember what it was, but I knew it just something. It just never made sense. Okay. And I read the tweet. And I'm like, I just, I can sometimes being sarcastic over social media isn't a good idea because sometimes people just don't read into it. And that is a fact because of these comments that I saw. A hundred percent. Some people are 100% like they have the common sense. They see that and it's like, yeah, bro, and like pigs can fly, and my dog can speak Spanish, kind of thing, like like, <laughs> like stuff like that. And I read the tweet, and I feel like it was just like a trade proposal or something like that. And I was just like, yeah, okay, that just like doesn't have any chance of happening. Mm-hmm. But then some people in the comments just write a paragraph as to why it doesn't make sense for either team and stuff. And I'm like, man, just delete your Twitter account because literally you're just you're feeding into it, or like they'll start calling the account an idiot what mm-hmm. have you even watched hockey before and i'm like oh my god yeah no seriously or even even bigger companies like look what happened to espn when uh did you see this like ball sack sports on twitter oh yeah the joke where it's like the jaw morant said that he would like crush michael jordan yeah and espn ran a full fucking segment on it and they actually thought it was real <laughs> like everyone's getting got by the internet sometimes even these big televised companies and they're fucking hilarious man well um current like journeyman will compton yeah uh he got got by a fake twitter oh yeah the pga tour but it was t-u-o-r so it was a parody account or wasn't it brian urlacher oh it was urlacher i thought it was compton yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think and it was a live tour tweet about yes. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure who was he quoting? He was saying like live tour is the best. Uh oh uh, Jim Nance. Yeah, it was Jim Nance. Jim, he was, Jim Nance, yeah, was yeah. going to uh live tour, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, I the money is just like it shows that I'm the best and uh <laughs> I deserve I'm finally being paid like I'm the best kind of thing like that. And then Urlacher was like, Yeah, go you do it. Yeah, yeah, you do it. Everyone knows you're the best in the game. Go it's like, all right, man. Come on, Brian. It literally PR team, yeah, bro. It says in the profile parody account and spelled T U O R. It's spelled wrong. Yeah, it doesn't even. Yeah, no, literally. They don't even look. They don't yeah. even look to see if it's just a proper account. I almost got got once. I almost, okay. I almost quote tweeted. Um, uh, I think it may have been, um, a fake insider of like <laughs> Elliot Friedman or something like that. Okay. And it was spelled slightly wrong, spelled with like, like it was like F R I E D D M A N instead of just one D. And it had like the seven beside yep. it. So I thought it was, and I was going to subtweet. I'm like, no, that's not the account. And then I deleted it. And I was like, thank God. 
Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't exactly remember what the context was, but I almost got got by someone, and I'm happy I didn't. Send I've that definitely thing. been gotted by uh, some trolls on the internet, and I'm not ashamed. It's well, you just... yeah, you sent me one. Yeah. No. The uh, <laughs> the oh fuck, it was the Odell Beckham one. Yeah, to the, the Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. And you're like, bro, and I'm like, look at the account, and you're like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. As soon yeah. as I saw Odell to the pages, I'm like, okay, this is false. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, Patriots. I have, I don't even have a Chef D report on this yet. How is this? Yeah. The yeah. NFL post or whatever. Yeah. No, that's pretty bad. It happens, man. It happens. You it happens to the best it. of us. You just got to laugh about it. Exactly. I can do. And I fully, I fully laughed about it. I understand that I'm, a, I'm an idiot, but you know what? Life goes on. <laughs> Life goes on, man. So, like, staying with the NFL, have you, have you like seen any uh, hype videos from camp or whatever? Anyone standing out, like in the Patriots camp? I've I'm seeing that. Oh, Oh. hello. Videos disconnected. Is happening? (laughs) Yeah. This is an oopsie. Yeah, it's fine. We can edit this out or not. No, we won't edit this out. We're fine. <laughs> fine. Come on. There's the cat. Oh, nope. No, yeah, I'm doing the old switcheroo here. Maybe it comes back. There we go. Nope. We live. We live. Um, plug and fellow. But I've heard nothing but improvements about from Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. Um I've I've heard, seen he's definitely cut too. Yeah, I've heard that he's cut some weight and he's just looking faster and quicker with his uh, timing routes and everything like that. And I've also heard a shit ton of improvement from Ramondre Stevenson as well. Nice. Um, that he's getting a lot more touches with the number one team. Uh, it seems like he might be stealing the starting touches from Damian Harris, or they might be like a committee backfield, and then Stevenson might come out as a number one back, which I I mean, with the way Stevenson ran last year, I would not be surprised. He was an absolute tank last year. So I um, I think this year I'm just looking for us to be competitive. I don't think we're going to be anything special. I see around our over under being at like eight and a half, nine and a half wins this year. I see him at around nine wins, uh, just slightly above winning record. I'm, with how stacked the AFC is, uh, I don't think they're going to make playoffs. But I'd rather see just improvement from Mac Jones. I, if, as long as I can see that he has shown that he can be the franchise quarterback of this team and he doesn't have to draw the question up that do we need to go a different direction, kind of like Miami, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to see Mac Jones improve as a downfield passer instead of so many checkdowns. Yeah, I but agree. That's all I want to see. And I think Devontae Parker, he's shown that he can be a threat on all levels of the field. He's not necessarily a threat, but he's he can work on all levels of the field and he can be a good receiver in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just kind of looking for that. And we have a deep field threat now. We have the fastest receiver in um, the draft. In the draft, yeah. So hopefully, it's not like a John Ross situation. Like, I hope he can kind of um, develop a chemistry with Mac Jones and basically keep the secondary guessing. Uh, no, but I'm excited. I want to see John Smith um, used more, but I don't know how that's going to go. But Yeah, especially I, with no more Josh McDaniels. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited. I just want to see us be competitive and Mac Jones improve as a downfield passer. That's my main goals this year. Um, just like you look at the AFC West and it's like, okay, um, the Jets, the Jets and the Dolphins are starting to like gain some tread in that division. It's the Bills' division to lose, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, the AFC just looks stacked. So yeah, no, absolutely stacked. It looks so. So it's I, like, I agree. So it's going to be really hard for the Patriots to make any noise this year. But that's like I said, just Mac Jones. I would really want to see him like solidify his spot as this team's quarterback. So mm-hmm. um, 
That's the goal. And I think you can because I, I saw some um, I saw some games from him. Like, even in the playoff game, I know we got the wheels blown off us. But that first pick that Hyde picked off in the end zone, mm-hmm. I think that was a beautiful throw from Mac Jones. It was just a it was just a better way better. It was just a insane interception made by the defense. Yeah. So like I saw that and I'm like, there's no reason why Mac Jones can't be a quarterback when he's making those kind of throws. Mm-hmm. Was it slightly underthrown? Yes. But like people who say he doesn't have the arm talent, I just like don't but know what they're talking about. That was a good throw, just a better play. Yeah. So I I just want to see more of that. I, I'm sick and tired of the check downs because it just it's boring. It you is. Know? You want to put some asses in the seats. Brady was Brady threw check downs, but he's also one of the best downfield passes in the league. So at the age of 44. So like mm-hmm. why can't Mac Jones be like that too? So no, exactly. So I want to see some change in the offensive scheme and just bring a little bit more air raid to our offense. But that's uh, that's what I've heard, and I'm kind of excited. I want to get myself a Mac Jones jersey, but I just have, like, zero money to spend, so. I feel that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but maybe I'll just enter in every single lottery type of uh, thing I could maybe possibly win. Follow and take oh. three friends for a Mac Jones jersey. I'm just in, like, in <laughs> 80 different accounts, please. Yeah. No, literally, there you go. They're just all, uh, oh, 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 bad podcasting. They're just yeah. all your name, but like spelt differently. Like, uh, <laughs> J. 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 Evan Lefave. That's J. so e. fucking Vem. random. We, I literally had the J. Evan Lefave like in my mind. <laughs> yeah. It's just a dot, 10 different accounts or like 20 different accounts, but the dot is in different placements of my username. Exactly. That's all yeah. I need. <laughs> That's all you need, buddy. Well, I'm looking at, the win or the odds and i think they're like i think they're a game off uh of each of our teams because they're both saying uh eight and a half wins for both the patriots and the saints um i feel like both of those you can bet over i would say over for the patriots over for the saints i think the saints are going to get more wins than um, the Patriots, I think Patriots are at nine. And I think the Saints could get to around 10, um, but nine, 10 wins maybe for the Saints, but both interesting over-unders for. No, definitely. Them. I think I the think... instinctful bet would be the over for both of those teams. Yeah, I totally agree because you give them a season where Mac Jones is in his second year. He has new weapons and the same weapons a great running back committee a great defense like it only just speaks volume that it can improve yeah and then new orleans it's like they had 58 unique different starters last year and that was the most of all time which is absolutely insane and so you give them a relatively healthy season they didn't have their wide receiver one last year and You know, you give them a relatively healthier season. How do you not see them besting nine wins than last year? Like this defense, that's the one thing that I've heard from camp is that uh, this defense is like absolutely insane. Um, Second year cornerback Paulson Adebo is like turning heads as a camp beast right now. And Honestly, I'm kind of down to see like maybe the best defense of all time. Like if you if I could match it up to Legion of Boom, maybe. I've heard there's some stuff going on right now with Tyron Matthew, a lot of personal issues, which is never good. I hope mm-hmm. that everything, you know, with him and his family, I'm assuming it has to be his family, works out. But yeah, that's that's kind of the scary one, the fact that Tyron Matthew is not there because Michael Thomas is there. So that's sick. He's actually practicing, which is awesome. It's finally good to see that. Finally good to see that. So yeah, I'm I'm sure we'll do more and more as the season leads up, but it's good to kind of see exactly where the Patriots are. 
uh, now that I know that Ramondre Stevenson seems to be the uh, the main bell cow, which is a great problem to have because it's like I thought Damian Harris was just way fucking better, <laughs> but. I was so high on Damian Harris before he even like was this like in college. I watched him nothing but beast at Alabama. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this guy should have I I knew he was on the Patriots, and I'm like, why are we still running Sony Michelle and James White? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I think Damian Harris, I think the best running back on the team is our RB3 right now. And the next thing you know, he just starts tearing it up before last year started. And he's just a good power back that gets touchdowns. I mean, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen rushing touchdowns last year. Yeah, no, that's absolutely insane. Like, and he had six in the final three weeks. Yeah, no, that definitely helped me so, in uh, some fantasy leagues. Yeah, so <laughs> having like a committee of Stevenson and Harris is I probably one of the more underrated backfields in the league, I think. A hundred percent. You know what's actually funny? Damian Harris, I'm just looking at this right now. Damian Harris is only a year older than Stevenson. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, like... That's just crazy to me. So, yeah, no, I'm definitely excited to see how unique this backfield can be for the Patriots because I'll tell you, man, Damian Harris against the Bills in that, like, three-passing game for Mac Jones, Damian Harris on that run just straight up the gut, it's like he just ran by everyone and no one caught, no one even, like, just tried to get him because he was just gone. You yeah. know, like, yeah, that's that's absolutely insane to uh, to see. But no, I'm I'm excited to see how uh, how they do. It's going to be good. I, I'm looking at my fantasy team right now, my dynasty team. I have nothing but like backup running backs on my team. Oh, fuck. It's a tough scene. <laughs> it's a it's a really tough scene. I got Michael Carter. Oof. Uh, Daryl Henderson, Damian Harris, Ronald Jones, Clyde, and Aaron Jones. Ooh. So tough running back. Yeah, committee. I mean, the Aaron Jones one, maybe. But I'm. I think I might try and sell this year. Just yeah, blow, blow it up. Could be a play. Yeah, look and for then, people who are uh, on their way to maybe trying to go for a championship. Yeah, I think I might yeah. just try and like even anything over anyone over like 26 25 just trade them and then just like try and build it up again and then just keep jay herbo yeah that is that is your cornerstone yeah (laughs) and i mean tom brady too because that guy's never gonna retire (laughs) no he never will so fuck me yeah (sighs) anyways same sport yeah question here uh, question here first my pick is almost up. My third round pick. Assuming that both of these players are available. Okay. Should I go rookie wide receiver on Pittsburgh Pickens? George Pickens. Or should I draft some more running back depth and get Hines? Naeem Hines. I heard... Ooh. I think you should go Pickens. I was going to go Pickens. Yeah, because Naeem Hines, not only is he old or older, I should say. I think he's 24 right now. But it's like Jonathan Taylor. That's, that's his backfield. Like yeah, and Jonathan Taylor's <laughs> only like twenty two. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think like Hines would be used as like a James White. So it's just a matter of maybe he gets like some random red zone touchdowns. But Pickens, true, Pickens could easily be the number wide one wide receiver next year or number two at least by this year. Yeah, exactly. Especially if uh, Pittsburgh just because Pittsburgh. That's the funniest thing. Like they'll get a receiver. Use them for four years and ship them off. Yeah. Like, do they not keep franchise wide receivers? Yeah. So, I mean, my strength on my team is wide receivers. Like, I have Amari Diggs, Corey Davis, Mike Will made it, Michael Gallup, Jacoby Myers, Michael Pittman, Jalen Waddle, Rondell Moore. So, like, yeah, my strength is wide stacked. receiver. But, uh, I mean, at this point, just take best available and deal with it later. So I agree. I think, I think that's what I'm going to do. I agree. Uh, I just have to do that quickly ask you that there 
because you have you're i'm not at risk telling you because you can't steal the player. <laughs> that's picked. true i already picked my uh my uh other guy the abram smith pick it's just a pure like in case alvin Kamara gets suspended and i've heard this guy he was a linebacker at baylor he came into baylor as a running back but then baylor's like yeah we're gonna just put you at linebacker and then his last season he went to running back had like a career fucking year just at running back yeah he's an absolute tank and like watch highlight videos of this guy he's I will. he's undrafted but he was given like over two hundred thousand dollars fully guaranteed as an undrafted free agent. Wow. Yeah, like that does not happen. So. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we interrupt this episode because me and Hayden are at work right now on our lunch break, doing a last minute um, recording because we forgot to talk about the Devo and DK extensions. So my camera just went there. The Debo and DK extension. So DK signs three years, $72 million with $58 million guaranteed and a $30 million signing bonus. And pretty similar. Debo signs the exact same three years, 71 and a half with around $58 million guaranteed with about a mil and a half or around $2 million in incentives. Um, if he clips an X amount of uh rushing yards and rushing touchdowns, I believe he gets receiving? no because he doesn't oh, want to be Debo, right. Yeah, Debo, yeah. Debo, yeah, yeah. So he, he doesn't want to be utilized as a running back so much, but if he clips over 380 rushing yards, I believe, and three rushing touchdowns, he gets up to a mil and a half, but he can't get more than over 600 grand per incentive or something like that. It's a very complicated thing, but Hayden, what are your thoughts on those extensions? I mean, the Debo one, I definitely kind of saw coming, you know, especially around when we were talking about draft day. Uh, and then the, like the DK one, I expected it to be an AJ Brown basically reversed, <laughs> you know, like it's funny. I was, I was so close. I just got the wrong teammate for my projection but no both of these contracts are uh are also very very good for teams in the nfc west so to say yeah i think these contracts kind of fit the market value of them mm -hmm. um, and they're I not think, really long lasting just in case uh, the team sort of doesn't do as well in the next couple of years no that's exactly it and i think it was a good decision for debo to stay in san fran because mm -hmm. I like the way the scheme works for a player like him. And I think Trey Lance, basically San Fran shifting their focus to Trey Lance as their QB1, I think changes mm -hmm. a lot of Garoppolo because since Garoppolo wasn't as good of a thrower of the ball, they couldn't utilize Debo as the receiver they wanted him to be. But now yeah. that Trey Lance, who has better arm talent, and can be utilized as a runner too. It might open up Debo as well. Yeah, um, no, I definitely agree. We'll keep the defense on their toes. And as for DK, I think it was more of like, please don't leave us now that Russ is gone. Like, I think it was just like a desperation signing, but I think it wasn't. It wasn't too expensive, but DK still got enough to make him happy with the thirty million dollars up front with the signing bonus. And, mm -hmm. like, around, like, 75% of it guaranteed. So, yeah. I think it was a good incentive for him to stay. And, like you said earlier, it wasn't too long. So, either the team or the player doesn't have to stay committed to it. Exactly. So, And you know the way NFL works. So, you can restructure it. You can get bought out. You can do yep. – And basically, you're never really under contract in the NFL – like, the term doesn't really matter. No, because... it doesn't. So, um, I think it's for Debo and DK, this is good for both of them. I agree. All right. Well, uh, I... Well, did we talk about... What's up? Did we talk about Terry McLaurin? Yeah, we talked about Terry McLaurin with Corey. 
Right, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's last right. episode. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So we've touched on it. Um, I'm my lunch break is over. I think I'm about five to ten minutes over my time. And, oh no, uh, about, two, about two minutes. Okay, so it's not too bad. But yeah, we wanted to. I'll slide this in kind of in the middle of the episode, kind of break up topics and stuff like that. So if the flow is kind of off, that's why because we're recording this a day after on our phones. So I'm <laughs> very curious to see how this goes. But uh, I guess we'll just go back to the episode. Right. <laughs> Quick cut. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, same sport, switching leagues here. We are now into, I think, we finished week seven of uh, the CFL here. Uh, I don't know if you at all saw any of the trends of the uh, Lions game on Friday, but no, I didn't. I didn't catch anything. I didn't have service. Up, we'll in... just say it was seventeen to six for Saskatchewan at the half. BC won thirty-two to seventeen. Ooh, <laughs> was that twenty-four unanswered points? Unanswered. It just completely clapped cheeks. That's un. That's unreal. Oh, it it it's just like when I said that the BC Lions this year would be, they'd be like in the mix. They're fully in the mix. Like Nathan Rourke is, like he didn't have a good first half, but in the second half he killed it. Rhymes is coming out of nowhere, in my opinion. He's a great 50-50 boy. Uh, Lucky Whitehead, we already know how fast this motherfucker is and how good he is. And then, yeah, James Butler, like, then the defense, too. The defense is, like, how do you have uh, 17 points put on you in the first half and then zilch in the second, you know? Like, it's it's a great – it's going to be a great end to the season because – you know that if a team starts out hot in the CFL, they're generally making playoffs. Yeah. So I just, I know you haven't watched a lot of the Lions this year, but like knowing where they are now, are you going to try to make an attempt more to 100%. watch a couple games? A hundred percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. We should definitely fucking hit up a game. One, like, yeah, we should. Tickets are cheap as shit, my guy. Let's go. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go. Uh, August twenty sixth. <laughs> it's a Friday. We'll keep that. We'll pencil that in right now. <laughs> Got to make sure I'm not doing anything that day. There we go. But like. I don't, I don't know. Like, it's funny with the CFL because there's no other than quarterbacks. There's no franchise players. Maybe on Mm. the defense there is, but like every year, someone on like the receiving core, the wide receiver core, like they have a great year and then boom, they're gone. Well, what about that basic, that wide receiver that was basically an offensive lineman on Calgary for all those years? Lewis? Oh, Nick Lewis. That guy was a yes. big boy. He but... was a huge boy. I mean, there's the odd guy like Brian Burnham, G. Roy Simon, Manny Arsenault. Like, there's the few people that will stay around on a, on a team. But generally, they just <laughs> they have a great year. And then, yeah, I'm going to go somewhere else now. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's so funny to see. But, I mean, uh, another big piece of news, Andrew Harris became the first Canadian running back to ever hit 10,000 rushing yards. Wow. That's yeah, cool. That happened the other week. Uh, I can't believe he's still churning for How uh, Toronto is he, like now. Mid-30s? Yeah, I think he's around 33. Let me fact check that one here. But, I mean, it's crazy just to even think, like, he was so good with the Lions, won a great cup with them. He's 35. At 30s. Look at that. Good job, You just knew. I was bang on. <laughs> I could be that could be more mid 30s than 35. I literally could not have been. <laughs> <laughs> but uh um 
Did he? Was he part of the back-to-back Winnipeg? For Winnipeg, yep. Yeah, he was. He won so he has, back-to-back. So he has three under his belt right now. I think so. Let me quickly check that on his Wikipedia page here. But, yeah, I think he is uh, a three. Yep. Three-time Grey Cup champion. That's not, a champ. and, That's not uh, bad. Yeah. <laughs> Winning the best uh, trophy in uh, your sport yeah no that's that's pretty good i'd say yeah (laughs) no it's uh it's so it's so cool to actually have bc be a good team because they've been so bad (laughs) they've been pretty irrelevant the past oh my god it's been terrible to watch it's like i get excited and then i'm just settling for mediocrity yeah so it's cool to finally see uh, some wheels turning and the new owner uh, for the Lions he puts on a show at Lions games it seems like like I went to one last year with my dad for like a Father's Day gift mm-hmm. it's, it's a whole different experience and yeah I definitely want to I'm definitely going to like two games this year and you know, hopefully the Lions can make a fucking good run. Yeah. Well, let's let's go to a game, man. Let's go on a I'm, date. I'm down. Yeah. Let's go mandate. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> let's go for drinks, food, and a Lions game. We'll do it. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But I mean, with that, I uh, just kind of wanted to do a shorter episode today, yeah. just because there's nothing here. We're both fucking tired. Both gas got work tomorrow, so kind of exactly. got rain it in. Exactly. Have a relaxing evening, but no, this is a good one. This is a good one. Hopefully, no big news drops on Tuesday. Well, well, it'll always happen. Yeah, it always it'll, happens. It always happens. Like, what was it happened on Thursday last week? Like, uh, well, well, we recorded an episode, and then Malkin and Evander Kane signed. And then no, no, but last last week after the episode with Corey, like I swear something happened on the Thursday after the episode was released. And it's just like, ah, oh, and then I think maybe nothing. Maybe I'm just I'm mixing up my weeks now. Well, it also happened to us. Um, Flores sued and Tom Brady retired or something yeah. like that. Yeah, of course. Like right after we got off the episode, we were like, oh, yeah. OK. We got to quickly hit this one up again. <laughs> yeah, I guess that happened. But yeah, I'm I can't quite remember what um Thursday news you're potentially talking. Maybe it was um maybe the Watson suspension came out or the um some other news came out, but who knows, yeah. We'll see, but no, this is a good episode, man. Yeah, no, definitely a good episode. Great nice. to catch up, great to see what happens on your weekend. Of course, naturally. Where can the people find you? Uh, the people can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Hayden underscore Barton. And where can the people find you, Mr. LaFave? Follow me on Instagram at Jevin.LaFave on Twitter at Jevin LaFave. Um, find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at left side heavy underscore. And the YouTube um left side heavy i don't think we'll be uploading episode 111 because of the camera it got really dim for like nine like really dark for 90 percent of the video and i just don't really know with editing everything like that how i'll make it look decent but i'll give her a go don't know if i'll be uploading it though um but yeah it was just a hell of a weekend and i'm glad that just reined it in for a nice short episode this week it's always good to just touch bases with the world of sports especially with the dog days. Exactly. And we're still, we're waiting. We haven't talked NBA because we're still waiting on these two knuckleheads to try and make some time. But last time we recorded it with them, it was a hit. So we want to make it happen again, but soon, hopefully. So we'll uh, we'll get those guys on. And then, yeah, KBNR coming up uh, next week. It'll be fun. Let's fucking go. All right, Aiden. We'll catch you later. Listeners, leave a rate and review. Help grow the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And that is episode 113. Thank you for so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace.